0: This is Comic Picks by the Glick, and here's your host Jason Click, and there he is.
1: Yeah, here I am. <laughs> okay. As promised last week, see, I've like, see, prior to Comic Con, like, I didn't really have enough Superman comics in order to do a proper Superman podcast. They like said, well, I've got plenty of appearances in, a, in Grant Morrison's um, JLA run. Um, I the only straight Superman stories I owned were um, "Whatever Happened to the Man of Tomorrow" by Alan Moore, and. Um, Red Sun by Mark Miller, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about later in the show. Sure. However, since my visit to Comic Con, I've got I actually picked up more stuff by certain writers. Now, the first series we're talking about is um, For Tomorrow, um, the run by Brian Azaro and um, Jim Lee. I see. The thing is, after this is kind of like a spiritual sister to um, Jim Lee's um, run on Batman, Hush, which we talked about in an earlier pod- podcast, and I see this. It took me a while to buy this because, while I like Azzarello um, a whole lot more than I do Jeff Lowe, no disrespect to the man, but I mean, like, I'm, you see Hundred Bullets, you know? I'll probably have to talk about that at some point, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've heard kind of mixed things about this series, so I'd kind of be, kind of just kind of hesitant about picking it up. But after seeing these volumes in the half off bands, I figured, hey, why not? Half off? Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, after reading through them, I have to say the difference between um, this and um, Hush. We say, well, Hush generally aims, low and hits the mark um, more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, for Tomorrow um, aims a lot higher and um, winds up grasping on that ledge, having its flesh shredded as it tries to grab grab onto that ledge while frantically sliding off at the very last second, leaving lots of bloody marks on the end. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you might think that's a very disgusting metaphor, but <laughs> it's pretty apt here. Because really, it's like... Um, Azzarello, his strengths as a writer basically lie in, in basically like um, while you can see while his characters talk about one thing, talk about it in a way that alludes to something on a much uh, deeper level, and what and you can see and uh, it's great how he can bring that other level to the surface while his characters talk about something completely different, yeah, and I can not say that's a that's a really good um way to mesh with a really straightforward superhero artist like Jim Lee, who does great like big flashy superhero stuff. But the stories are really a lot more subtle than that. And I can't say it really plays to, plays to either of either their strengths to um to work together on a story like this. That being said, it's not a bad one because once you um actually like, find out the point of these things, it's like I can imagine because the whole because the thing is, like, while you're reading the first volume, you're kinda of wondering you get the um the general thrust of things, that um there's been a like a million people have vanished throughout the world, including um, Lois Lane, with no reason at given at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, Superman's trying to figure out why he's, this has happened. And he turns to a uh, to a priest uh, in order to uh, talk about this. And um, while he's talking, while he's talk and like, while he's confessing his his problems to this priest, he's also going around like trying to figure out what the whole the whole story behind this. Now it's 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 kind of hard to say. It's like what the main hook for this is beyond like the general mystery like well Azrael well Azrael like, does he sets it up fairly well I can say you're kind of wondering well okay well when are you going to get around to this I mean it's it's fair, the first half is fairly slow and uh, getting around to the actual exploration of the mystery then you find when you get to the second half you find out oh so that's what it is and it becomes much more interesting as a result of course you're kind of I can't imagine how this would have played out over the course of twelve issues, because once you finally get the whole the whole core of the mission, once you finally understand like why these people vanished and why Superman is ultimately responsible for these people vanishing, it becomes much more, much more interesting since it ties in directly to his guilt as a survivor of of um, the destruction of Krypton. Like he, it's ultimately like a story about what would happen, what would happen if um, Earth was faced with the same. Um, same problems as Krypton. What if it was ultimately destroyed too. What uh, uh, okay. and what would Superman have to do as a result? Gotcha. There's lots of good moments in here, especially when one where Superman is confronted by four elemental beings who are basically like um, trying trying to get him to um, to leave Earth, and Superman ultimately saying, "Well, no, I'm not going to leave." And if I and if you do destroy Earth, then I'm gonna sure all off Earth, I'm going to destroy Earth as well, and you're going to be um out of a job. <laughs> I mean, it's very ballsy of Superman. Like mm-hmm. I got to admit, it's it's an interesting paradox. Yeah. And it also ties into the ultimate reason of, like, of, of the vanishing as well, once you find out, find out Superman's connection to it. I think as though, it's like, while it's... Like, said so while, while Azeroth takes a long way around in explaining things, um, Jim Lee, he's, like I said, he's really good for, um, like, good superhero action, like, lots of fighting type stuff, which, and, I, and Jeff Lowe played to a lot of his strengths in in Hush, but... Um, Azrael's running culture character guy guys have more bigger handle on on character on nuance of character character development and body language and lee he's he kinda he's not quite all there in terms of that he's good for more flashy stuff and all Azarel gives him like some big set pieces especially in the second volume I can't say this is probably the best showcase of his skills hmm. still I don't know it's like it's what's, like I said, read together, it's a good, it's a good Superman story, and I have to admit, it's like, I, I'm glad I got this in the half-off end. It's not saying it's a bad story, but, like I said, once you finally, it takes a while for it to really, to really kick into gear. Yeah. Moving on, we've got uh, someone else who's writing, who's also writing Superman around the same time as Four Tomorrow was coming out. That would be um, Greg Rucka, who is a, one of my favorite writers, does a good job of, like, doing great crime, story-oriented stuff. He's, done, he's written Batman, a great run on Batman. It's like done Queen and Country, Wide Out, lots of fun stuff. And he's currently keen with um, with Ed Brubaker for a co-writing run on Daredevil at the moment. Now, with Superman's story, basically hinges on one one key idea. What if someone found out about Superman's secret identity? How would he um, use his information in order to find out to affect Superman? How would he, how would he fight Superman using this thing? And it's it's an interesting thing because this, this villain, Ruin, um, does a good job of like antagonizing Superman and trying to make his life absolute hell. It's like he's like he's he finds ways to target target his his best friends. And interestingly though, it's like um, Lois Lane, while she gets shot shot by a sniper in this, has no connection to the main villain. This she's this is actually a result of a um, of a certain plot development from one of the other series happening around this time, mm. and that's. Really, really, the biggest issue with the series is that it also ties th- th- that Rucker's run. A lot of it ties in directly to um, DC's big superhero crossover event, um, Infinite Crisis, and you see a lot of the stuff that Rucker is doing here is also um setting up this stuff as well. I mean, like you look at this and you're thinking, "Well, this doesn't tie in directly to the story." It's probably because he was he's also I'm um, serving the I'm uh, trying to advance the um the lead into the um to the Infinite Crisis buildup as well. Yeah, gotcha. but it's. But He still tells a lot of good Superman, Superman stories. You know, it's fun seeing him square off with the Replicon, the Parasite twins, and eventually ruined, and also dealing with Mister um, Mitsuplek, yeah. the, um, the fifth dimensional imp who does who who tries to, to antagonize him over the years. But this time, is like well, he Mitsuplik serves as a good sense of like fun meta commentary about the um, Infinite Crisis buildup. And also the problems with Superman and Superman actually having a daughter. Like he's discussed with this Lois Lane. And like what happens when Superman has a kid? You know, w- wouldn't this be a great way for Lex Luthor and all of his other villains to try and strike back at her? But no, it's like she's I Even mean, was she that does happen. Like I mean, she's not. This doesn't have to deal with any kind. It's, it's really not that different from from any any of the fears that parents um, raising their kids have to have to face. Right. And does a good job of um, reiterating that. The biggest issue I have with this is that while is that it is ruined, it's the, um revelation of um ruined secret identity, who I honestly have no idea who this guy he is in the um larger um dissection of the Superman mythology. Apparently, he was some guy who was helping with Superman's science related stuff in the eighties. I don't know. I have to go back and check <laughs> Wikipedia. Unfortunately, Rucka set this up in a way that it's. That it's more important than the fact that Ruin was attacking Superman through his secret identity, rather than rather than um, the fact who Ruin was at all. I mean, I'm still kind of kind of annoyed that I have no idea who this guy is. But still, eh. It's like it's it's still like a good, solid collection of overall. Superman of good Superman stories. I'd recommend to everyone. I mean, it's I can't say I recommend as highly as the other stuff of about them to, about to talk about, but still. I got it for 30% off. I'd say it's worth about that much. Yeah. <laughs> 30% off, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's like mm-hmm. now moving on, we're going to like alternate Superman history. You're talking about uh, a series that at the time was very, very long in the making that had a great concept. It's called What Happened to Superman Landed in Soviet Russia as opposed to the US. I speak, of course, of Mark Miller, Dave Johnson, and Killian Plunkett's Superman Red Sun. Uh, John you've also read this too. Yes I have. Um what did I think of it? Yeah, so like, what'd you think?
0: I-, I liked it. I particularly enjoyed the um the alternate uh, telling of the, you know, of the Superman legend and uh you know, uh it it it, it it kind of presents a, a i think a, a, it's like a three part you know yes, history yes uh and it's a you know it's uh the origin kind of like the origin how he starts out then kind of moves to more of uh like present day and then it goes to the future um I, I i liked it uh it's a nice little self-contained story and i think that uh it it's interesting to see how he makes his decisions uh w- with with the you know of what he does uh, n- you know and the agendas he tries to put forth being influenced by
1: communist russia or stalinist russia yeah because the biggest biggest strength of the story is that um even though he landed in communist russia he 's not automatically evil right <laughs> yeah he 's actually he's certain advance to communist ideas, which is basically like everyone everyone 's the same. Everyone's trying to be, try uh, deserving of the, like the same level of treatment all around mm-hmm. and while like that 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 works to a certain extent eventually it it leads to a cer- to a certain totalitarianism mm-hmm. that uh, that comes that comes into conflict especially when um lex luther um who eventually, is eventually elected president of the united states right um runs up in direct opposition to and it's fun seeing um seeing Seeing um, Luther, Luther and um, Superman go back and forth on these these ideas, and and also um, as well as um, Communist Batman as well. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Who
0: he, he's uh, he, he's part of the underground that is actually against the uh, Superman totalitarian government of mm-hmm. the Soviet Union.
1: Yeah, it's like I think. Yeah, it's like it's it's interesting seeing that seeing all these like alternate versions of the characters. I'm like, mm-hmm. not quite sure if all of them are. Aren't trying to It's like a, like as like as the like alternate um, Wonder Woman. I'm not sure how much exactly she adds to. It. I mean, she's she serves like a proponent some key plot developments, mm-hmm. and um, the and also the ending. It's like it's it's interesting in the way that like, it shows you like the the, uh, the time loop, mm-hmm. of these events subscribe to. You. But ultimately, it's like it's a, it's a good. It takes like a, a excuse me, like a good like a good good concept and. Um, Falls it through to its to its logical ending. Yes, that's what I think. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, like this problem reason I don't have any Superman talents in my my library is mainly because like there haven't been a whole lot of A list writers who have actually like gone and done done Superman justice. Well, actually, there's also Brett Morrison's All Star Superman, which is goddamn awesome. <laughs> it's basically like Morrison's doing all the great crazy Silver Age stuff they wanted to do with Superman. It's like, like and um, basically, like just supposed to put across the point where Superman is, is super has um, become supercharged by the sun's powers and is dying as a result. So now he's got to like put his put his affairs in order and just and sort and sort things out by before before he dies. I mean, the first volume, villain and hardcover, highly recommended. Great stuff. I mean, it's great seeing seeing him seeing him reveal his identity. Identity to the I mean, uh, the this is like another alternate universe thing. It's basically Grant Morrison. Superman, the way he wanted, so you get to see him reveal his identity to, to Lois Lane, give her superpowers, face off against Lex Luthor as he's in prison. It's like, and also I encounter a super, Superman from like several different timelines as well. So, a lot of great stuff, and I can't wait until the series is done and the second volume comes out so I can find out how the story ends. Huh. Okay, yeah, but hey, that's all we got for Superman right now, so until next time. Catch you
0: later. All right, we'll t- we'll see you later. See you next time, guys.